Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us. If you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show, it makes a big difference. Last week, I walked into the office one day, and we're in the middle of Cole's slow season in terms of his filmmaking, and I walked into the office, and he said, Travis, I have an idea, and I said, I'm all ears. He said, I think we should lower the price of our investing course from $60 to $9. And I said, why in the world did you come up with that idea? And he just said, because this information is amazing, and so many people are missing this this side of their financial life and more people need to get the information and we need to get it into more people's hands and I thought I can't argue with that and so I said Cole we'll do whatever you want and so he goes okay one week Travis let's just sell it for nine dollars and whatever happens happens I said okay great and so I thought you know maybe today's episode and and, and Wednesday's episode should be about investing and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I have one topic that's, that's really coming to mind because I see it over and over and over again. And I thought, well, if I'm seeing it, more people are having this same conversation with themselves or maybe with others. So there's something really kind of nerdy I've, I've done for a long time. I've been fascinated with the stock market since I was a teenager. I don't even remember how I got into it, but I've, I've been really fascinated and enthralled with this idea that you can buy a piece of the companies that we shop with. And I remember when I was 16, it was like, it was Nike and it was, it was electronic arts because of, of uh, NBA Live with EA Sports and Madden. And, and so there's all these companies that I thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And so I've been fascinated by it. And now over the last 15 years, I've, I've done this ongoing thing. I've been putting together this exhaustive study of the history of the U.S. stock market. I keep it updated. I, I really am fascinated by this information, and it's rattling around my brain often whenever I talk about investing, and I thought I'd share a little bit about that because I think it's relevant to what we're about to talk about. And so when we think of the stock market and we think of investing, we think about it in terms of a certain amount per year we're going to make. And, and a pretty common is we make 8 to 10% a year. That's a pretty common number that people think about. And so I wanted to share what, is, what does it actually look like in the data? Not, not what number we can assume, but I want to say what, what has actually happened. And so we have 150 years of data. The stock market started the, the recorded history 1870. So for 151 years at the end of 2021. So we have all that data and, and I've, I've gone through it all and I, I'm, I really look at it because that, I guess that's just a nerdy finance thing that, that's always enthralled me. And so here's the numbers. 151 years of data and this accounts for 2021. 2021 the stock market went up by 28.5% if we factor in dividends uh, into the picture. So 151 years, 9.17% per year. So a little over 9% a year for 151 years. Now, if we take out the first 51 years, they were kind of rough. We were kind of trying to get our, our systems in order. I don't think we, we, we didn't have as much adaptability at that point. 
certainly me and you, the me and yous of the world weren't investing in the stock market in those first 50 years. And so if you take the first 51 years out, over the last 100 years, the stock market's up 10.66% per year, assuming we reinvest our dividends. And so those are the facts. I just wanted to start with that. So 151 years, a little over 9% a year. And so most people don't know the data, so there you go. But you do have a sense for what it should be. And depending on who you listen to, that's where your expectations come from. Some people follow people that say we're going to make 10 to 12% a year. Others think we're going to make maybe 6 to 7% a year. And, and I think a lot of people think more in terms of the 8 to 10% a year. And that's kind of the camp I'm in for the reasons I just talked about. Historic, historically, nine, a little over 9%. So 9% is the number that's always seared in my brain, and I'm not saying we're going to get 9%, but that's the number that's in my brain because 151 years, as long-term as we can, says it's a little over 9%, so 9% is always in my brain. So I'm not saying you should believe 9%, I'm just telling you 9% is what happened. So here is where we go south, though, and this is what I want to talk about today. We anchor our expectation for any given year based on our number. If we think the number is 10 to 12%. This year's performance is going to dictate whether we think it was a good year or not. We think 10 to 12, if it's higher than that, that's a good year. If it's lower, it's a bad year. Same with 6 to 7, 8 to 10. That's our anchor point. That's our point of reference. And we really, whether we believe it or not or think about it or not, that's in our mind. And so let's say your number is 8%. Let's just say you think, okay, 8% is the number we should expect. And behind the scenes, kind of in your brain, if it's above eight, you think it's a good year. And if it's below eight, you think it's a bad year. And here is where this, this, the problem arises. I talked to a guy last month. It was mid-December. And I was talking to a guy, and, and I really questioned the way that he was doing investing. Now, he asked me. I, I didn't just go out and start accusing him of not doing financial things right. I don't like to do that. Him and I were having a drink and we were talking about it. And he said, Travis, this is how I do it. I said, eh, I don't think that's a great idea if you want to know my opinion. And he said, Travis, my guy got me 13% this year. My guy has gotten me 13%. I feel good about that because 13 is what? He goes, it's higher than eight. And so based on his perspective, his guy, and I don't know who his guy is, and we're not going to go down that road, but his guy got him 13%. Now, keep in mind, this guy, my friend, is in his late 20s. So he's a young guy. And so he said, my guy got me 13%. I feel really good about that. But here's the truth. It's not that simple. The stock market isn't consistent. When, if we think that the 8% is the number, we can't expect 8% every year. That's not how it works. It's not a predictable, steady number. So I want to play a little game. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to guess the answer to this question in your head, or if you're with somebody, answer it out loud. And I'm going to give you a second. <clears throat> in 151 years, how many times do you think the stock market has provided an 8 to 10% return in a single year? So we have 100. So the highest answer you could answer is 151 times. The, the lowest is zero. How many times in 151 years has the stock market provided an 8 to 10%, anywhere in that range, return on a single year? I'm going to give you a second. All right. 
three times. Three times out of 151 years in a single year did the stock market end up somewhere between 8 and 10%. Three times. 1912, 1916, and 1993. Three times. So knowing that number, think about this. 39 times the stock market lost value. Not only didn't get 8 to 10%, but it got negative 39 times. And 49 times, it went up by more than 20%. It went up by more than 20% 49 times. And 2021 was one of those years. So really, if we think about it through that lens, it's wild. And it is wild. It's a, it's a messy road. And that's why the long term matters. We can't look at it and say, hey, my 13% is good because it's higher than 8. That's not how it works. We have to think longer term. Long term matters. And if we think about that, if the market's gone down 39 times and it's gone up 49 times by more than 20%, all of that history creates plus 9%, plus 9%, plus a little bit more than that. So here's the problem with my friend. He's bragging about his 13%. And it is true, 13% is higher than 8. That is true. Any, any dummy can figure that out. But if he wants any chance of hitting his long-term goal of 8% or 9% or whatever the number is he thinks it's going to be, he needs the good years to be really good. Like we just had 28.5% in 2021. His 13 doesn't cut it because we're going to have a lot of bad years. And so we, need, we can't have a 13% year when the stock market does 285 and call it good. In the long run, which is what matters, this year doesn't matter, last year doesn't matter, even next year doesn't matter. If you're in your 20s, 30s, even 40s, maybe 50s, next year doesn't even matter because we have a longer window. That's how it works. So am I saying that 13% in a year, up 13% can be a bad year? Yes. And if that's true, I am also saying that losing 5% could be a good year if the overall stock market is down 10%. Because we can't measure it based on our expectation of what a single year should be. That's not how it works. We can measure it based on how did the stock market do. And if we can roughly be where the stock market is, ideally we would be above the stock market. But history shows, studies shows, that's not really feasible. Very, very few people are going to beat the stock market. But we can all meet the stock market. And so, yes... Plus 13% a year can be a bad year. And yes, minus 5% in a year can be a good year. So what do we do with this? That sounds backwards. That sounds different than we're thinking. And so what do we do with that? For me, it's really simple. Give me the stock market. Give me all the U.S. companies. Give me 151 years of data. Give me one of the longest investment track records in recorded financial history. Give me all that. 
I'll take that. Give me my 8 to 10%. Not every year. I want those minus 15% years. If it means I get the plus 28% years. Give me all of it. So that, over the long run, I can just meet the market. And if that's 8 to 10%, wonderful. That's what I want. And so this is where I, I think about often about, especially if you're under the age of 30. All you've known is up. All you've known is the stock market is going crazy. It's been a decade. It's been a crazy run. It's been a great run. That can't happen forever. There's going to be some really rough patches. Remember, 39 times the stock market has lost money. And so if you're looking at your history and you're saying, oh, Travis, I made 13% this year when the stock market was up 28.5%, that's scary. Because what happens when it goes down? That's the part where I think we need to be very, very careful. And so for me, I just want to have the market. And more importantly, I want this. I want to do it without losing sleep. I want to do it without feeling scared. I want to do it without feeling a single ounce of nerves. I want to do it in a way that doesn't take any of my time. And I just want to go on living a life of meaning. Because after all, money is never about money. It's always about something bigger. And I always say money is not important, but handling it well is. And part of handling it well is making sure we're doing our investing right. So that when bad things happen, we don't worry. You deserve better than to worry about this investing stuff. You deserve better than having to worry about losing your money. You deserve better than having to stress about is this going to work? Is this the right thing to do? Where am I going to end up? You deserve better. And so I hope that helps. I hope it gives you a different perspective. And that's all I have for today. And so for some of you, if you're interested, if this captivated you and you want to learn more and you want to learn, how do we do that? How do I get the market? How do I actually make this happen in a way that I don't have to lose sleep? I don't have to be stressed and I don't have to spend a lot of time on it. That's what our investing course is for. And so some of you might be interested in that. And if you do, if you go to our website, meaningover.money, in, in the next week, uh, sometime between now and Friday, you can get it for $9. Um, that's Cole's idea. And, and if he wants to do it, I'm good with it. And so if, if that's something you might be interested in, go grab that. And if not, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here. And we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.